Is everything okay? Shut up! Shut up! I have already lived through this day. He's trying to kill me again. to another episode of High on Horror! I am one of your three hosts, Chris. I'm joined by my two guys, Josh. Yo, what's up, fellas? Hey, yo. Happy death day to you all. <laughs> and Miles, Jan Babies! Jan Babies! <laughs> what's up, Miles? <laughs> what up, homie? As I'm sure you can tell, we didn't bear the lead at all there. We are covering Happy Death Day today. And uh, this is Josh's first time seeing this. Miles, you had, you had caught this flick before, yeah? This is my second time, and the first time it was new, so it's been a hot minute. Cool. Yeah, I think this was my third time watching it. Big fan of this one. But before we get into that, uh, quick social media plugs. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HonHPod. We bring the heat when it comes to little horror trivia and memes and funny videos by Josh and all that good stuff. So make sure you follow us on there. It's an easy way to shout out to us and let us know some stuff that you'd like us to cover in the future. Yeah, if my apps would work, <laughs> any of you, li- any of you listening out there, if you work for Apple, tell them to get their shit together. <laughs> Can't make anything right now. Supply line shortage, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Uh, did you guys do anything horror related this week? I watched two episodes of Dexter yesterday. Um, Hell I've been, yeah! I've been doing a rewatch of season one uh, because I'm doing on uh, on the Geek Peak, my other show. I'm doing a little bonus series of episodes covering season one, episode by episode of Dexter. And I haven't watched the first season in probably 10 years, maybe more than that. Um, so it's it's really fun to watch. Uh, they get away with some shit on that show that like would not be appropriate for 2022. <laughs> um, especially Vince Masuka, the, the bald Asian guy, just <laughs> steady dropping sex jokes in the office. Love that guy. He's, <laughs> he's hilarious, dude. But yeah, I watched the, the second and third episode, so that's that's horror-esque. You know, you, you're inside the mind of a monster. How about you guys? I definitely, yeah, I would definitely count that as horror. Mm-hmm. What you got? I, I sat on my couch the other day for like three hours trying to figure out if I wanted Resident Evil 4 or Doom Eternal. and i just couldn't pick and mostly went down to the fact that the three pack of resident evil was only like ten dollars more than just four by itself to download so i think i'll just buy a hard copy of that so i'm gonna get i got doom eternal so i gotta play that now hell yeah i was gonna say i hope you made the right choice with doom eternal (laughs) doom is so good resident evil 4 that's a great game i just played it again actually i also assume resident evil 4 is a lot longer than doom eternal (laughs) Um, uh, maybe. I don't know. The Resident Evil Most 4 is not long. Very long. It, like, I beat it in three sittings as an adult. One in, as a kid. So, like, it's not short, but it's also not long. Yeah, good games. I love all those games. Um, what did I do? I watched Mimic. You guys remember that movie? The <laughs> yeah, Guillermo del Toro vehicle from yeah. 1997? Yeah, 
<laughs> How can I forget? Evil. I love Who is that? Me, Mina Sorvino. <laughs> I think that's the girl's name. Is it? I, there's a 25 years ago Norman Reedus in it. He's in it for about oh, no nine <laughs> seconds, and I was like, "Oh, that's him! Holy shit!" And uh, just seeing a bunch of other famous actors that have been in the public zeitgeist for this long, and then it was 25 years ago. And uh, yeah, the uh, the CGI does not hold up. Go figure. <laughs> Like whenever the practicals are up, it's like the monsters move so slowly, but the CGI, they move like fucking lightning fast. It just doesn't, (laughs) doesn't go well. I like the plot of the movie, but man, it like slows down in the third act and, but it has the stink of Guillermo all over it. (laughs) (laughs) The stink of Guillermo. (laughs) Do you smell that? It's him. He's here among (laughs) us. Del Toro. <laughs> There's a Del Toro movie I'd love to cover on our show sometime. Pan's Labyrinth. I love, love that, that movie. movie. That's a good movie. movie. We covered a Del Toro movie. It's called Antlers. It's fucking dope. <laughs> it's true. That's true. It has this, it's the best movie about a Wendigo ever. It has a stink. <laughs> it, like, it really is. Anything that's like got tendrils, like pointy tendrils and it's slimy it's like oh guillermo del toro was involved here somehow <laughs> i was looking through the horror section of hbo max the other day and they're really uh fast and loose with that term horror yeah because they, they had hell hellboy listed as horror i was like this <laughs> no there's like gothic elements but this is not a scary movie Dude, I'm about to go on a binge. I know I sent you guys a bunch of trailers, but I'm about to watch a bunch of A24 horror movies that I had never even heard of before. Dope. Those all looked sick. Um, they really cranked those fucking things out. Like They must have like a million dollar budget or something. Because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they they put out, like every couple weeks, I see like three new trailers of A24 movies. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy too because they have like, I feel like they have a whole like horror so like subgroup that they just make horror movies, and then there's like a ton of other A twenty four films that are like Oscar bait. Yeah, yeah, it's horror movies, and then like independent medieval times movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they always have like at least one like a lister in the in the cast. You're like, how the fuck I, did you get this person on this movie? I cannot believe the Northman is not a fucking A24 movie because it looks like the most A24 movie ever made. <laughs> Robert Eggers, man, that's like he definitely is up in that shit. I mean, his last one, he did The Lighthouse and uh, that was A24. So I'm surprised he didn't make yeah. it with A24 this time. But like just the just the amount of A24 movies I can name since October. <laughs> and there's probably a fuck ton that I just don't even know about. Because they put out uh, Sheep, right? Sheep was A24. Lamb, yeah. Lamb. Lamb. <laughs> Lamb. Sheep, same thing. Sheep is the straight-to-DVD version. Yeah. <laughs> they put out the, what was it, The Green Knight? God, yeah. that movie was fucking awful. I was I so upset like when I saw one. that. It's a terrible yeah. movie. They did that other Medieval Times movie, right, with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? Uh, um, no, I think that, last that was duel. really... That was Ridley yeah. Scott. I don't think that was A twenty four though. Oh, is that not is that not A twenty four? That that looks like an A twenty four. They just put that on HBO. I'm actually really excited to watch it. Yeah. I've heard it's really good. I haven't watched it either. It's on my list. But um all right, well why don't we get into Happy Death Day? 
so first off, we'll discuss the director, Chris Landon. Um, he did this one and the sequel, Happy Death Day to You. He also did Freaky, which we're going to be covering on the show here in the coming weeks. And March. March. <laughs> and then uh, we're also he did Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, which I thought... <laughs> I thought it was kind of interesting because I didn't like that movie, but um, it does deal with like space time in a sense mm. because mm-hmm. there's, you know, portals and things like that in that one. Um, How many of those are there now? Like eight? Too many. Six or seven, seven or eight. Yeah. I haven't seen a single one of them. Really? First two yeah, are good. I've never seen a pair. The, the new one that came out actually looked pretty good, but. Yeah, I wanted to see. I've had zero interest in the rest of them. I like uh, I like one, two, and I think it's four. Four, Four's. yeah, four solid too. Yeah, they do not have a lot of rewatchability. <laughs> There's, yeah, it ruins yeah, the movie. I don't, yeah, I don't really give a fuck about found footage movies, especially like that. Yeah, like where you're just in a house. Oh, I love found footage. Me too. <laughs> one of my favorite zombie movies ever is uh, Quarantine, and it's all found footage. <laughs> that has a sister from Dexter. <laughs> Yeah, I like the original Morgan. of that, the the wreck movie. That one took me by surprise because I didn't know what to expect, and then I saw Quarantine later, and I was like, okay, this is the same movie, just English. Yeah. <laughs> wreck is good too. I like that one. I wanted to bring this up. The director has confirmed that Happy Death Day and the second film take place in the same universe as Freaky, which I think is pretty cool because they all have a. Uh, it's a slasher with a sci-fi kind of bend to it. Which I'm appreciative of, um, and comedy. It, th- no, they're yeah, not it's really like a horror scary. comedy. Yeah, no, they're not. Although I don't think most slashers are scary. Personally, I don't find slashers like particularly sc- scary because there's not a whole lot of like psychological horror to them. It's like okay, there's someone with a blade. Yeah, but it's like Scream has like a humor elements, but this ha- this is like it's a comedy with horror elements to it. Like, <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. You know what I mean? The funny parts in like a movie like Scream is just like comic relief. It's not actually like you're supposed to be chuckling. It's just supposed to ease the tension a little bit. Yeah. First thing that we notice, the Universal logo comes in and it is on a time loop it gets three-fourths of the way through and then jumps back and redoes the universal logo and it's setting the tone for the entire film (laughs) beautiful little detail appreciated that Um, when I did it the third time, I was like, how many times are going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's just setting you up for the film. Tree is our main character. She wakes up in the dorm room of her one night stand, Carter, and she's clearly very hungover. Tells Carter not to tell anybody that she hooked up with him. Carter's roommate comes in talking about that fine vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you hit that fine vagina or what? Which hilarious. And then we get our first dread herring. Um, Tim, who confronts Tree about not texting him back after she walks through the quad, and uh, she's like, "You took me on a." Well, let's let's set up all the events here because we see these same things about a million fucking times in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't she... I didn't note all that because I like none of that's actually important outside of establishing that she like knows what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, go but ahead. it's real simple. She she walks by a goth guy. She walks by a lady that's doing like a, a save the environment pledge. 
Uh, she sees a couple on the lawn. They're about to get sprayed by sprinklers. A car alarm goes off. And then there's like a frat pledge and one of the dudes passes out. Yeah, playing and this happens over and over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we see this uh, nine times, I believe. I'll, I'll check my count at the end here. But uh, I wonder if they reused some of that footage. Like the goth guy and especially like what's his name, her boyfriend have. there, getting up from under the desk. It looked the same too much. What's her boyfriend's name? Or the Carter. kid, that, the one night stand? Carter, yeah. His getting up from under the desk seemed too pitch perfect every time i'm like did they really do this like they are actors but i mean it would be so easy just to reuse that footage yeah i don't know i mean for her walking through the quad they had to do it differently because she kind of has a different like demeanor each time but all the other like extras and stuff i feel like they could reuse them i feel like that's the only way to make it look perfect like it happened over and over like they've probably filmed everybody independently and just like spliced it in because the goth guy was, like, walking weird, too. And I'm like, it's the same every time. So when I was in Florida in 2018 or 19, I believe, we went to the Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. I'm, it must have been 18 because this movie came out in 17. And they had a whole, like, walkthrough jump scare thing that was Happy Death Day themed. And Ooh. so, like, we ended up just walking through the first dorm like 10 fucking times and it would play the same sounds every time like making you feel like you're going through so you'd go through and then someone would jump out and like pretend to stab you and then you'd be going through the room again and uh they managed to make that like fucking perfect exactly the same way so maybe they didn't reuse footage but i imagine they probably yeah that's a pretty cool scare zone (laughs) <laughs> yeah i never uh i never saw the movie at that point so i was like this is weird <laughs> <laughs> okay so tree walks through the quad and then we get our first dread herring which is tim lurking around uh, a pillar he confronts tree about not texting him back and then she calls him out for taking her to subway and then insul- insults <laughs> his dick size so that's su- we get our first suspect introduction next up we've got danielle once she gets back to the sorority house the bitchy bff she catches her entering the house and calls her out for having a one night stand um, and then talks about a party that she wants her to go to this evening danielle is the bitch like when you think of stereotypical, like, this is a bitch in a movie who's in a sorority, like, they check all of those boxes. Like, she is 100% the worst human anyone has ever met. <laughs> yeah, just... And 100% the best looking woman in the entire movie. It's like the perfect tandem of just <laughs> terrible person, beautiful woman. <laughs> also, she's rocking like Lululemon, which when I went to college, like all the girls were rocking that shit. It's like really expensive athleisure wear. I was like, yeah, this is too on. This is too on right now. Like, this is going to be flashback. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's got it going on. And then she goes upstairs. She talks to her roommate, Lori, uh, who's in scrubs. And she's asking her, like, what happened the night before. Sounds like Tree had a wild night. She threw up. She got in some fights. She was dancing on tables. She also apparently made out with Danielle's boyfriend. Dum, Um, dum, dum. Danielle is higher on the list. Suspect two introduced. I think it's just just the boy she likes, but he doesn't seem to like her very much. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's the ultimate bitch. Who knows? Um, Can anybody tell me what tree is supposed to be short for? Teresa. Because 
Is it? Yeah. They, <laughs> they, the whole movie, I was like, never once did anyone call her anything but Tree, and everyone acted like it was a completely normal name. <laughs> her See, dad, I, her dad called her at like one time while he was calling her and left her a message uh, or something. Okay, I told my friend that the name of this girl was so stupid in this movie, and she goes, "I know a tree," and I was like, "Really?" And she said, "He's a dude," and I was like, "Well, this is this is not tree the <laughs> yeah, dude." That's that's weird for a lot of other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I know a tree. It's yeah. an oak. <laughs> It's an oak. It's a fine palm. <laughs> but yeah, Tree starts off this movie as as pretty much just as much of a bitch as the other girl. Yes. Yeah. So her roommate, what's her roommate's name? Lori. Lori. Young Maya Rudolph. Young Maya yeah. Rudolph. Fucking... That's exactly what she looks like. <laughs> That's exactly what she looks like. She went to the painstaking trouble of making Tree a cupcake and Tree fucking throws it in the trash. What a fucking bitch. I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, she's like, too many carbs. <laughs> <laughs> she is not a nice person. You can just tell from how she's acting, how she treated Carter, so on and so forth. <laughs> Tree goes to class. She walks in and the professor is talking about quantum physics, which comes in in the sequel. I will not go into it because... Not everyone here has seen it, and we will eventually cover Happy Death Day to you, but it does tie in. In the backdrop of this, when she goes to the lecture, we see the mascot for the school, the Bayfield Babies. <laughs> so I did think that could have been better. It was like a baby face. It wasn't really, it was not really striking fear, but I guess it is a horror comedy. I feel like the bad guy's name is Babyface, right? Like, we're going to call him Babyface. <laughs> yes. Yes, okay, it's cool. got to be Babyface, for sure. <laughs> you know, we, we see that uh, everybody is rocking Babyface masks for school spirit. And then we have the sorority girls meeting for lunch to discuss uh, what charity, I guess, their fundraiser is going to benefit, I believe is what they're <laughs> meeting. And she said, not for the special needs kids like creep me out. <laughs> the dialogue in this movie is quick and sharp and funny. Like, <laughs> they do do that very well. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, Tree's sitting there and Becky ro- walks up with a normal meal and yeah poor becky she seems so nice danielle <laughs> just fucking trashes her and gets tree in on it about her meal size and she's like it's not chocolate milk <laughs> yeah <laughs> so becky gets up to go and take her food throw her food away i guess and carter bumps into her knocking the drink the chocolate milk into tree's hair um and there's like a little back and forth of wait you know this loser and then uh, he's like, I got your necklace that you left. Uh, and everyone's watching her and she's pissed. So that's, that's uh, you know, another scene that will be repeated over and over through this movie. I also have to say, Tree has a uh, her roommate programmed her phone to have a special ringtone since it's her birthday. And I fucking love that ringtone. Oh, my God. Dude, dude. It makes it's me like, so hey, upset. Hey, it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and you ain't got to pick up the phone. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, and meanwhile, like, throughout all of these events, she's been getting calls. Tree's been getting calls from her dad, but she's been ghosting him. So we don't really know what that's about yet, but comes into play later. Tree then goes to the hospital and she runs into her roommate, Lori. Lori kind of confronts her and is like, if you keep doing this, there's going to be consequences. Then we find out. So she goes into the doctor's office, who is also her professor from earlier. And we find out that they are sleeping together. 
They're banging. Yeah. And uh, good for both of them, because they're both fucking super attractive humans. (laughs) Like, I'm not gay, but look at that fucking doctor dude. Jesus. Like, that's upsetting how attractive he is. (laughs) Yeah. He's... He's a doctor and a college professor, and he's gorgeous. And he's British. And he's British. <laughs> it's like the trifecta. And he's married. And, and he's, he's married. married. Yeah, so the wife actually barges, tries to barge into the office, and um, there's a door that's under the under the handle, so it gets wedged, and they can't. He, she can't get in. So the doctor gets saved by the bell there and lets her in. She entra- he introduces her to tree. It's really awkward. And she just like dips out. I assume he must be banging other students or have been caught banging other students in the past or something. Cause his wife was on that right away. Oh, for yeah. sure. It's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so at this point, uh, she like gets a movie or she gets a voicemail from her dad. Um, and he's pissed. She was supposed to meet him. She has not, she's just completely ditched him. And, uh, so she's getting ready. They're going to go to a party. Uh, Danielle reminds her that she needs to get there early. Otherwise there won't be any cute Sigma boys left. So on her way, she's by herself. She is walking down a creepy ass tunnel, which I don't, I don't feel like any young girl would walk down that by themselves that was sketchy i wouldn't walk down there by myself (laughs) dude we we have like a tunnel like that that connects our campus like under a road and it is so creepy Um, (laughs) it's like i bet there's a lot of drugs and stabbings going on down there (laughs) yeah um but as she's walking down she sees a music box at the end of the tunnel and it's playing happy birthday And uh, then she sees someone dressed up as a baby. She passed a group of people <laughs> dressed up as, as a baby. But this one is legit baby face. Not, not in like a diaper. No, just, no. Just in, in just the... Just with a mask. Up. Yeah, yeah. The baby face mask. That would have been amazing. And uh, <laughs> Tommy Pickles running around and ready to stab people. <laughs> Maybe in like a adult size onesie. <laughs> Oh my god, that's what the costume needed to be complete. <laughs> so she like talks some shit to this person and she's like, I think your friends are over there and they just kind of are staring at her menacingly. So she decides like, screw this, I'm leaving. And she like turns and walks away and then realizes the music box has moved and is closer to her and plays again. So she kind of gets a little caught off balance there. And she comes out of the other side of the tunnel, the side that she entered from. And the killer, like, drops down from above, chases her down, and stabs her in the face and kills her. Um, (laughs) This is where the actual movie starts. So she wakes up, and she is back in Carter's dorm room and begins the exact same day all over again. And at first, she thinks it's, like, deja vu. Uh, it's your birthday. You don't got to pick up the phone. <laughs> so everything happens pretty much identically, but she ends up avoiding the tunnel this time. This is day two. And she makes it to the party. 
which turns out to be her surprise birthday party. <laughs> she still almost goes in the tunnel, though. Like, she goes down the stairs and then is like, oh, yeah, can't go here. I'll get murdered. <laughs> and turns around. There was a difference in earlier in the day, too. She gets weirded out by the deja vu, so she's like, this is strange. But when Carter shows up and dumps the uh, the chocolate milk on her head, she goes, give me my bracelet or whatever the fuck it is. And he's like, what? And she's like, just give it to me. Like, so she needed to prompt him to return whatever item it was. So that was like the main difference of it. And then when she came down, she's like, oh, fuck this tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> so she shows up to this fraternity house for her, what ends up being her surprise birthday party. And she opens the door and there he is, baby face again. And she punches <laughs> this dude in the face. <laughs> and they turn the lights on and it was a surprise party and everyone's there. And it turns out to be Nick, the guy that she made out with the night before. They also mention that Lori is not there and that she is boning some mystery guy. This will be important later on. Tim is, again, lurking in the corner and watching at this party. Uh, he That's like his whole role is to lurk. <laughs> so, so at this point, Nick kind of makes a move on Tree a little bit in front of Danielle. She's pissed. But Tree goes upstairs to get down with Nick. This shit's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so so first uh she sees the baby or you see the baby face behind her in the mirror but it actually ends up being nick this time so she takes the mask off him and he's like welcome to the pleasure dome <laughs> and he turns on like a disco ball and spotlights and super loud electronic music he has a three foot tall bong yes <laughs> It's uh, it's the pleasure dome, and it's uh, also known as Chris's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it is what I imagine Chris's apartment to be. Yeah. I feel like that's like not super far off from what my college apartment was like. <laughs> but yeah, so he's he starts dancing, and she's like not <laughs> vibing with it. He's like getting down. So she turns her back on him, and she, she's texting Danielle saying that she's not up there. And the real killer comes from behind Nick and stabs him to death. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets totally wrecked and then attacks her again. So Tree is a bad bitch. Let's just establish that because she grabs that pledge paddle off the wall and fucking <laughs> levels him. Like she gets like a good two hand grip and straight up just Mark McGuire's baby face in the <laughs> face, man. Um, Steroids and all. Yeah. So the killer jumps on her like after this and pins her down on the bed. And then <laughs> a, a drunk frat guy walks in and it literally looks like she's that. like, help me. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he closes the door. She's like, you asshole. <laughs> the killer. This is one of the more inventive kills in the movie. Breaks the bong and stabs her in the face with the broken bong shard. <laughs> Might be my favorite kill of the movie. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty good. I like that one a lot. <laughs> All right. So day three, Tree is back in the dorm room. Pretty much the same shit, except she's more shaken than the first two days. I wrote, uh, she is officially freaking the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> she gets back to the sorority house and she explains what happens to Lori and Lori dismisses her fears and mentions that, you know, today is probably really hard because of your mom, which is the first nod that her mom is no longer with us. And again, a lot of it's 
pretty much identical with the difference at the end of the day being Tree barricading herself in her room in order to survive the night. But shit starts happening with her TV. It's like going on and off and she gets a little freaked out. She picks up a hammer. She's going to go check the shower. TV comes back on. She turns around, goes back into the room. What do you know? The killer has been chilling in the shower waiting for her for God knows how long. And she gets got again. Yeah, she hits that motherfucker in the head with a hammer. <laughs> and he just gets right back up. Yeah, this killer is extremely adept at tracking her as well. Like, yeah. this movie just repeats over and over as established already. And every time the killer gets her, she's in a completely different place. And it's just, like, inevitable that the killer's going to get her. But it's just amazing. Like, okay, so we've established the killer is staking out the bathroom and has just been in there for hours. Then later it's in the tunnel and shit. Like, I don't know. The the killer is just amazingly perfectly paced and timed. It's at the hospital. It's all over the fucking place. Yeah. <laughs> baby that, face. The baby face got to have that find my friends on for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so day four, she wakes up yet again in the dorm room. She is fucking losing it. If she was shook in day three, day four, she is like <laughs> falling apart. And she ends up going out onto the quad and has what seems like a panic attack. But what we later learn, it's connected to the fact that she's been killed three times. She but, also hugs yeah, Carter first thing in the morning and like asks him for help. And he's like, the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I didn't really get that. Like she was starting to get injured from being killed so many times. Because they never really come back to it. She's just fine out of nowhere. We got <laughs> to watch weird. We gotta watch that sequel. Yeah. Like Miles said, she explains to Carter what's going on, and he makes the connection that it's related to her birthday, and then they make a list of people who have motive. So I'm just supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? That's your genius plan. Do you have a better idea? That's <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a nice little montage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I loved this part personally. And he also, Carter also admits that him and Tree did not have sex the night before because she was so wasted, which good guy. He's a gentleman. Good guy, Carter. Love to see it. <laughs> so first person she investigates is Tim, the lurker. And uh, <laughs> she, she finds out that Tim is gay. He's in his dorm or his apartment watching gay porn. But then the killer murders her outside of it. <laughs> she's like looking through his window and like miming like oh yes that makes sense <laughs> um, does she have war paint on for that one or no it's before the war paint <laughs> does she have wait what she puts war paint on for one of these kills in the <laughs> montage oh, that, oh yeah that's yeah. the next one that's where the, next one. Okay. the, the yeah. doctor's wife <laughs> yeah she's hiding in the bushes <laughs> yeah she also dyes her hair pink for this one for day five um, and has night vision goggles and is, <laughs> is watching the doctor's wife. Her name was Stephanie, I guess, and thinking that, uh, you know, she was coming for revenge. But alas, it was not Stephanie, and she is drowned by Babyface yeah, in their baby fountain. Babyface plows her into a fucking fountain. <laughs> this, this is, is my actually, favorite wake up. This is my favorite wake up, too, is when she's fucking <laughs> commando. Curls of a bunch dies. of water. <laughs> Yeah, she like come she wakes back up day six and vomits like right after being <laughs> drowned to death. Day six, uh, she gets into a fight with Danielle and <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> and, uh, she gets the smallest idea that it could be the bitchy chicken just starts kicking the shit out of her in the streets. 
And then they both get run over by a bus. <laughs> so oh, good. God. So it's clear at this point, then, what they reveal is the killer doesn't have to kill her for the day to repeat. She just has to die. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, so day seven, she decides that she's going to ambush the killer at the tunnel where she's originally killed. And she ends up knocking out, uh, what was that chick? Betsy? Was that her name? The one with the lunch? Oh, Becky. Um, <laughs> Becky. Becky. Yeah. She knocks Becky the fuck out with a baseball bat. And she's like, oh my God, Becky, are you okay? And then the killer comes up behind her and gets the baseball bat and still murders her. Um, I thought that was really sh- cool the way that was filmed. Yeah. Where she gets hit by the bat and falls to the ground, but as she falls to the ground, it transitions like effortlessly to her falling to the bed. Yep. I don't know how the fuck they did it, but it looks so cool. <laughs> it does look very cool. That's a great shot. There's some really, really cool shots in this movie. I'm, there's one a little bit later on that I'll touch on that I really, really liked. Day eight. So she has died eight times. Uh, she wakes up and I think it was after the bus where she like pounds a ton of Advil. Maybe that's. Yeah, maybe she, that's she takes like a whole bottle of Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so day eight, she wakes up and almost immediately collapses unconscious in the quad. We've missed the part where she decides to walk around naked. Oh, yeah. That was. I think that, that was, was when she tried to ambush the killer. Or maybe yeah, that right. was. Yeah, she started her day walking around naked and it was just like everyone's jaws drop. And the guy who's playing 99 bottles who passes out, passes out sooner because he sees her naked. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part where she grabbed the pillow and <laughs> put it under his head as he fell to the ground. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> um, that's on this day, actually. So she wakes up and she's actually in the hospital. And Carter's there uh, to, you know, he, he was the one who got her there. And the doctor, this is where the doctor tells her that she has severe scarring from major trauma from the repeated deaths she's gone through. He's like, you should be dead from the scarring that you have. And like her body is starting to deteriorate. So the doctor, you can see the doctor's a little jelly of Carter. Then she's like, can you go get me a soda? Doctor leaves. She's like, all right, I'm fucking out of here. So she leaves her room and starts tearing through the doctor's office and finds the baby face mask. So she's suspecting him. And then she ends up, the doctor's like, wait, it's okay. Like, everything's going to be fine. And then the freaking killer kills the doctor. Tree, tree, it's okay. It's okay. It's just me. <laughs> and we get this scene that I was referencing earlier where Babyface is chasing her down the hospital hallway. I love the way the camera work in this, where it's like shifting side to side as it like pans down the hallway. I thought this was such a cool scene. Um, and it really added to like the just like chaotic nature of what was going on. She ends up in the parking garage, which is also like pretty well filmed and like just trying to get into the doctor's like BMW or whatever. And she's just like trying to like beep it so that she knew where it was but the killer was like not far behind it was cat and mouse i thought this scene was super fun yeah yeah <laughs> agreed and it was nice to have like a bit of a change up from the previous you know eight day or seven days that we had yeah new setting she ends up getting away in the car she almost gets killed but uh barely escapes and so she's like cheering herself on she's like i did it and she gets pulled over by the cops and she doesn't have her. She's still in her hospital gown. So she doesn't have her license or registration or anything. 
and obviously it's in a stolen car. So the police officer is like, are you drunk or high? And she's like, would you put me in a cell if I was? And he's like, yeah, that's how it works. And she's like, I am so <laughs> wasted and I'm on pills and weed and all of it. I'm, I'm on all of it. So if I am, does that mean that you're going to arrest me and lock me in a jail cell? That's how it usually works. I'm drunk. You are wasted and I'm high, you know, pills. Weed, you name it, man, I'm on it. And and then when he's like putting handcuffs on her, she's like, "Here, let me help you." <laughs> like <laughs> she's so eager to get locked up. So he puts her in the back of the car, and right after he puts her in the back of the car, he gets a police. He gets a call on his radio that uh, there was someone who was killed at the hospital, and boom, cop gets mowed the fuck down by a car. <laughs> What'd you guys think about this scene? Did you see that coming? I did. I I figured. I mean, something had to happen, but yeah, it was it was shocking. <laughs> the whole car gets sideswiped and the fucking sheriff explodes. <laughs> yeah. The the way that the scene ends both times made me laugh. L O L. I was like, this movie's amazing because they sideswipe the car. The killer gets out and looks at the fact that she's locked in the back of a cop car. There's gasoline pouring out because she sideswiped the car and she lights it on. The bad guy lights it on fire with a birthday candle. It's poetry in motion right there. So fucking funny. So again, tree wakes up day nine. This is the day that she convinces Carter that she's reliving the same day. She goes to the diner with him and opens up about her mom passing away. He talks about how his dad has been kind of distant from him and they like really kind of have a connection there. Uh, She ends up seeing a news broadcast about a serial killer who is killing young women and heads to the hospital to confront him. Enter John Toombs, the mystery man. Dun, dun, dun. Toombs ends up killing a cop who is guarding the um, hospital room as well as the orderly. And after doing so, he unmasks and she's like, holy shit, I figured out the killer. And then he's got her like dead to rights. He's about to kill her. And then Carter comes out of nowhere, tackles Toombs and Toombs turns that dude's head around, breaks his neck. Yeah. Pretty gnarly. And then uh, we get another really dope scene where He's chasing Tree through the hospital with that crazy wobbly camera work, I guess is the best way of putting it. Then uh, Tree realizes she gets like a damn good hit on with the crowbar. She could have she was about to put him in a coffin, but (laughs) but she opts out because she realizes that if she kills him, she'll break the loop and Carter will be dead for good. So she goes to the top of the bell tower, which we hear throughout the entire film. I thought that was a nice little nod. And puts her head in a noose and jumps off the top of the bell tower and kills herself again. See you soon, asshole. Um, Didn't even put together that you hear the bell for the rest of the movie until right now. Yeah, the attention to detail in this movie, I I really appreciate it. Because especially upon rewatching it, like, you know, this being my third time, uh, there's so many like little details that are just like over and over again. Day 10. I can't uh, believe you kept track of how many days there were. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, okay, I know what's happening. I'll, I'll see. I'll see what's going on. So day 10 is Tree's perfect day. This is the day where she puts the pillow under the head of the drunk guy passing out. She steals the goth guy's sunglasses. She signs the, the global warming petition. She gives the people under the sprinklers a heads up. Like she's just like on point this day. This is uh, the lesson of the movie. Like it's the self-examination. Are you as good of a person as you think you are? Like you are presented with options every day to make the world a better place, but your shitty actions is what makes it not a better place. So at this point she has learned the lesson of the movie. Like, okay, this is my responsibility. I, I know what's going to happen and I can make it better. So yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's the thing. She knows what's going to happen. So she assumes this is going to be her last day. Cause she's like, oh, I got this all figured out now. Mm-hmm. So let's start fresh and, I'll live this day for the last time. Yep. Even to the extent of like at lunch, she like brings a bunch of food that she wants and like she eats whatever she wants and she, she has Becky's back when Danielle insults her. Mm, 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 so What's up with the fat fest? We're Kappas. Come on, honey. Live a little. A few calories won't kill you. No. It'll just turn me into a chunker. She dumps uh, cho- hot or not hot chocolate, chocolate milk on. Uh, <laughs> that would <have> been awesome. <laughs> she dumps chocolate milk on. Throw Danielle. hot chocolate in your face. <laughs> she ends up heading to the hospital, and she's in like full bad bitch mode too. She puts on a leather jacket, which that gave me some freaky vibes. Not gonna lie. <laughs> she holds the cop who's sitting outside the room at knife point steals his gun and then tells him to go and get back up because tombs is going to escape. She goes in and she <laughs> go ahead. Josh. We'll come back. We'll come back to that. Cause <laughs> I call some bullshit on that part. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it later. <laughs> um, so she goes into tombs room and she's like, I know you're awake. She has the gun drawn on him and she goes to pull the trigger and the safety's on. And then tomb put tombs puts an absolute beat down on her. Now earlier she had put she had set a timer on her watch, which I we didn't know what what the reasoning was behind that. But uh, after he fucking at one point he picks her up and throws her into a glass case and she flies like five feet. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> this motherfucker's metahuman. He's got superpowers. <laughs> but yeah, so her alarm goes off when she's beat, like he's about to kill her, and the power cuts. And that's what her uh, her watch alarm was for. So she times that, and she ends up... Who stole my hair dryer? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she times that, grabs the gun, and ends up shooting Tombs three times and killing him. Hey! Safety's off. Thanks for the tip. Chris, did Safety's you just off catch this a, time. Did you just catch a fly in midair, Chris? <laughs> Maybe. That's amazing. I just saw that shit. He miyagi that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've lived this day like 10 times already. <laughs> <laughs> All is well. She's beaten tombs and it looks like the time loops over. So she decides to celebrate her birthday with Carter. Yeah. No repercussions for taking that police officer's gun and <laughs> holding him up at a, with a knife and shit to his throat. They're just like, oh, you killed the serial killer? You're free to go. Good job, tree. <laughs> and go, go celebrate the rest of your birthday. Like, 
No, that would at least take a few hours to clear her name a little bit. That would be some get-on-the-ground-right-now situation. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I I guess I skipped two small things. One, um, she ends things with the professor and drops, drops his class. He's like, well, don't expect to coast through my class. And she's like, I already dropped an asshole and flips him off. I was like, bad bitch energy. Let's go. And then the other thing that I kind of glossed over was she does end up going to lunch with her dad. And they have like a really heartfelt conversation and kind of like bridge the gap between the two of them. And so, again, she lives literally her perfect day. Um, That's the emotional investment in the movie. Like up to this point, you're like, ah, she's just kind of a bitch. Okay, now she learned her lesson. But when she finally sits down with dad and we get to hear like the backstory of her mom dying and they had the same birthday or whatever. And the dad's like, you can see the anguish in his face. That dude was a really good actor for the one and a half minutes as he's in this movie. (laughs) Like he was solid and you, you like felt it. You felt the movie. Finally, you can like really touch base with these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they covered a lot of ground in a short period of time emotionally there, which I can appreciate because I didn't want like an entire, you know, 10 minute sappy ass scene. They, I feel like they just hit the nail on the head. So after she celebrates with Carter, she blows out her candle and she eats the cupcake that her roommate made her plot twist. She wakes up and she is back in Carter's dorm on the same day. We are on day 11 now. Oh, shit. She is trying to figure out what's going on and realizes that her fucking roommate poisoned the cupcake that she ate because that was the only time she ate it in the entire time loop and that she is the one who's been killing her or when she didn't kill her, she was freeing tombs. So we finally have our baby face unmasked. And it was because Lori was jealous because she was in love with the, the doctor professor as well. And Tree kept fucking him. So they get into a altercation. Of course, Danielle punctuates it at one point. What are you losers doing in there? <laughs> what the hell's going on in there? Nothing. Tree just fell. Everything's fine. Whatever, clumsy hoes. I better see you at the meeting today. We'll be there. Fucking Maya Rudolph gets kicked out a window. <laughs> Not before yeah. having a poison cupcake stuffed in her mouth, too. Eat it, bitch! Oh, loved yeah. it. Loved it, loved it. Um, yeah, that scene would have been... A, it, the reveal would have been a lot better if it, it had been ruined for me and Miles before we even saw the movie. So, Because they tell you in the trailer for the second one who the killer was in the first one. Oh, no, they did? Yeah, the yes. major, major mistake on... like. Who made that choice? They were like, hey, I lived the day over and over because my roommate kept killing me. Like, that's how it's the trailer for the second one starts is like, what the fuck? They even show it. Like, they even show her, like, kick her out the window. Oh, my God. That's such a bummer. I had literally no idea when I saw this. And uh, I actually I I saw both of these back to back my first time because I'll be honest, not to get off on a tangent here because we're almost at the end, but. My first time watching this, I got maybe like 25 minutes in and I was like, I'm bored. I don't want to keep watching this. But like, this is definitely a movie that as it goes on, the payoff, like is it gets exponentially better. But damn, that sucks because that's that's like a that's a big plot twist. I did not see that coming at all. It's the plot of the first movie. Like they were just like, we assume you saw it. And it's like, we didn't. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, I had not seen it yet, and, like, when I did eventually watch it, I was like, well, I already know it's the roommate, but watching it through that lens does 
change the viewing. Like you're able to like pick up details you didn't pick up because you're not wondering who the bad guy is, but it's still like really shitty way to make a trailer is to spoil the main reason to watch the first one. Yeah. Don't do that. Hollywood. Why are you doing They've, They've officially announced that they're ma- they're working on a third one. So if you make a trailer for the third one, don't tell us who the killer is. In the second one. Jason Blum, listen up. <laughs> we know you're listening. So after Lori is killed, we get Tree hanging out with Carter, and again, yeah, <laughs> you kicked a woman out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah. She was a she was a murderer. She's just free to go. Um, and then uh, I liked the little Easter egg where Carter's like, you've not, he's like, it's kind of like Groundhog Day. And she's like, I don't know what that is. And he's like, Bill Murray. And she's like, I don't Who is that? He's like, <laughs> Ghostbusters. She's like, I don't know these things. Um, and it is a little weird. They always kind of do that in movies like this where like, it's the same day over and over again, but they give like Carter the same type of emotional connection to tree as she has for him. And it's like, well, no, you haven't spent, he hasn't spent the last month together basically because she's been reliving the same day over and over again. Like to him, this is still this drunk girl slept in my bed last night. All of the groundhogs day movies do that. All of them. Everything that's like groundhogs. Every movie like that. It's like, Oh, we've been in love for months. And it's like, yeah, but you met this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also get like a quick little interview clip with Danielle in front of the sorority house. Yeah. I like how she like turns around and is like, can you guys, like the one Asian girl is like crying, like she's traumatized. She's like, can you guys stop? I'm getting interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle lives up to her character the whole movie. She is such a bee. <laughs> yeah. And then so she goes back to his dorm and they go to sleep and then day 12 or maybe day 11 i i lost count at 12. this point we're on 12 at this point so day 12 she wakes up and what happens is my birthday plays again and he's <laughs> yeah, under the desk <laughs> he's under the desk and she's like no like you can just see the existential <laughs> dread on her face turns out carter's pranking her and the time loop is finally over and they kiss and it's a happy ending and that is happy what a piece of shit he's lucky she didn't like like, fuck you stab 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 yeah (laughs) yeah what if that had broken her mentally (laughs) just started slashing people's throats yeah i liked when when the roommate came back and was like she's she's here again (laughs) don't come on man don't make me sleep in my car (laughs) sounds like feet and hot pockets (laughs) (laughs) yeah all all in all great movie i i very much enjoyed this one i'm happy they're making a third one for sure because i actually think i like the second film better than the first I wrote, yeah, I'm excited to watch the second one now. Yeah, me too. I like. I thought it was going to be a waste of time because I was like, ah, Happy Death Day looks dumb. I walked through the thing where they made the same room over and over. <laughs> I don't need all this shit. But what I wrote is, I like this movie the same way I like the movie Freaky. It's almost like an all-inclusive horror. It's not scary. It's a comedy, but it's super, super well made. And I think that's yeah. a fair way to analyze the fair analysis of this movie. I would yeah, agree. I expected to like it. I I didn't not see it on purpose. It was just a movie that passed me by that I really wanted to see. It's kind of the downfall of not having video stores anymore. I just for, like forget about red boxes. Yeah, agreed. 
Did you guys so, know there's an alternate ending to this movie? No. Because I own it on Blu-ray, there is an alternate ending. We'll see how you guys feel about this. So, the alternate ending is she wakes up in the hospital after kicking her roommate out the window. And everyone's like, you did a really great job. And she's like, thank you. I am uh, I need some more pain meds, though. And the doctor, who is her teacher, is just like, no, no, not right now. And he's like, she needs time to rest. And he takes the whole, all the friends and family out of the hospital room. And this nurse walks in. And uh, she has a syringe. And uh, she's like, oh, the doctor said no more pain meds. And she's like, these are pain meds. And she's like, but wait, the doctor said no. And she takes the mask off. And it's the doctor's wife. And she's like, I'm going to teach you, hussy. And she fucking poisons her in the hospital room and actually kills her like for real for real kills her oh damn and that's the uh that's the alternate ending of the movie so i guess if they weren't planning on making a sequel that's how the movie was supposed to end dark yeah (laughs) yeah i feel like they busted out the sequel for this real fast real fast good old blumhouse blumhouse (laughs) we got 90 dollars. we'll make a movie dude yeah i mean the budget (laughs) for this movie couldn't have been like that much well made though, very well made for not much money, and I think that's what Blumhouse has going for it is like they make the best use out of their money, like that they possibly can, and it usually turns out not that bad. I really like Tree too. I looked up her IMDb, and I'm like, I don't really know her from any of this other stuff, but I thought she was really good. We were doing, uh, I think it was two Halloweens ago on Geek Peak. We were doing like the best final girls and tree has got to be one of the baddest bitches in any horror movie. Like she literally dies over and over and over again and just persists and fights off the killer in a variety of ways is really smart. Like I really like her as a, as a leading lady. She, I think she's awesome. And like you, and she gets like a ton of character growth by the end of the story. Like you said, miles, you know, like, she finally recognizes that she's being a shit person and kind of has like a heel turn on that, which, <laughs> you know, love that. But uh, what are we what are we rating this with, guys? Is this baby baby face masks? <laughs> yeah, baby faces. <laughs> Absolutely baby faces. Yes. OK. All right, Miles, you want to hit us with yours first? Um, OK, well, I thought the movie was fun. I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, is it scary? No, but. I'm willing to give this five baby faces out of five because of how much I enjoyed watching it. I'm definitely going to watch it again. I already watched it once. Like, nothing about this movie is offensive to me. I don't think any part's dumb. So, like, five out of five. Josh? I Yeah, I agree. I'd give it five out of five baby faces. I really fucking loved it, and I'm definitely going to watch it again. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we got another Kakoa Shaw approved movie because I'm going five as well. For most horror movies i will not watch three times unless i really like them and for this one not having a ton of gore it's still got like all the good aspects of a, of a fun slasher and the humor's on point the character develop like how often can you say yeah the main character in this horror movie has major character growth right yeah that's true like never <laughs> literally never <laughs> so, how do you guys feel about groundhog's day movies in general like the repeating of the same day over and over love them palm springs was awesome too. palm springs is dope fucking live die repeat is dope that movie's so cool 
that 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 movie definitely does the we're in love even though we've only been known each other for a few hours thing yeah yeah definitely <laughs> they're saying they're gonna make a sequel this year so i'm like fuck yeah please do yeah. one of the best sci-fi movies ever it's so yeah good. that movie i could rewatch that movie over and over again it's so cool yeah i love groundhog day movies confession time i've never seen the original groundhog day though so i need to get on uh, that. yeah yeah it uh yeah it's it the cast is a little weird. I don't know. It's there are definitely funny things in it, but I think Bill Murray's a little annoying in it, and I don't like Andy, the lady character Annie McDowell. It's uh, I think of the Groundhog's Day's movies, Groundhog's Day might be the weakest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I still, uh, I still need to see Palm Springs. I haven't watched that. Palm Springs is dope. That's You'll a really good movie. One. You're gonna laugh yeah. your ass off of that movie fucking hilarious and like what's his what's the bad guy's name um the guy jk simmons jk simmons is so good in it yeah (laughs) hell yeah oh i love him so Um, we got a kakoa shaw movie bros yeah hell yeah dude for our birthday miles yeah Yeah, babies (laughs) (laughs) all right well that will wrap up our deep dive into Happy Death Day. Keep your eyes peeled. We will be doing the other films in the Happy Death Day universe. Freaky and Happy Death Day to you at some point. But until then, life is tough. No, no. We're not. No, no. You go You go right for the fucking outro here, Chief. I got to tell my scream story before we... Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Story. Oh, my God. We <laughs> almost did it again. <laughs> Oh my god. I forgot to tell my scream story at the end of the last episode, even though Miles wrote it down. <laughs> yep. So you watched Scream and then something happened in the movie theater? Yeah, me and Tammy, my co host from my other podcast, uh, we saw Scream and then on the way out of the movie theater I went to the bathroom <laughs> and I'm taking a piss and a dude walks right behind me dressed in full ghost face outfit. Jesus. <laughs> Completely cut off my stream. <laughs> scared, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> 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 and then he went into the stall and I was like looking like quadruple taken. Like, did I just see what I thought I was <laughs> Like, how are you going to walk up on somebody in a fucking bathroom after that shit? <laughs> oh my God, dude. And then I walked out of the bathroom, and there was another guy in a fucking ghost-faced outfit. Jesus. I was like, there's always two. (laughs) There's always two. Oh, my God. Like, I would have definitely been afraid for some, like, fucking movie theater shooting shit with that. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, it was very sketchy. (laughs) Damn. That's, like, literally the beginning of Scream 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Josh was living living the stab legacy out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, I I am glad that I did not cut that short. Yeah. Right. Jesus. All right. Does anybody else have any other fun stories before we wrap this? Nope. All right. Yeah. Well, in that case, make sure that you tune in next week. But in the meantime, life is tough, so why not get hard on horror.